When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Tap and Go, your special alliance podcast. Over the course of the 2017 tour of New Zealand, we'll be bringing you the views of journalists from all the nations, with the Mirrors Alex Spink and Wales Online Simon Thomas down in New Zealand, giving us their views on a weekly basis. The Lions got their tour off to a winning start, though it was unconvincing when they beat the New Zealand Provincial Barbarians in Wangarai, but it was a win nonetheless. My name is Matt Southcombe and I'll be hosting the show throughout the tour, but on that note, let's send it down to New Zealand and here's what Alex and Simon thought of the game in Wangarai and then looking ahead to the second game of the tour against the Blues. Well, welcome from Auckland. This is um, Simon Thomas here and I'm joined by Alex Pink from the Daily Mirror. First things, Alex, how's your trip going? Uh, good, Simon. Good. Yeah, it's been uh, entertaining up to the Bay of Islands, which was, uh, which was quite stunning, uh, following a couple of days in... Uh, uh, in a part of the world where it was raining cats and dogs, wasn't it? Was, it? Wasn't it? It, it was uh, biblical. Was the word I used for it? Yeah, certainly. It certainly was. Fortunately, we had a dry night, but uh, it, w- it didn't turn out the way the Lions would have wanted it in any shape or form. Um, they they sneaked a victory against. Well, we, we, you have to say the poorest of the ten teams are going to face probably by some distance. Were you surprised by the performance? Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about the jet lag and how difficult that is, but were you expecting a bit more realistically? Yes, I was. Uh, I was expecting more because of the fact that um, the team they were up against, uh, a number of part-timers, sheep farmers, trainee nurses, builders, you know, the classic kind of... Landscape garden. Yeah, the, the, the classic plot line that you get in... In, uh, well, you used to get more in the amateur area, to be fair, than you do now. And, and so when you get a kind of professional team up against a bunch of amateurs, as well as a, a few um, pro- professionals, you expect professionalism to come through. Mm-hmm. They cited jet lag. Um, they hinted that they were doing too much commercial and community activities, which I think is probably a fair point. Um, they, they need to get that balance right because really the tour starts now. They've got away with that one. It's like a mulligan, if you like. You know, they won the game. It wasn't convincing. But from now on, they really need to start making progress. It was interesting. We were with, I think, Tanner uh, Marga's press conference today, the team, and he talked about the, the fear he had of a, a Lions backlash. You would certainly be hoping there'd be a response from a totally different team now to play against the uh, Blues in Eden Park on Wednesday. Yeah, Warren's changed all 15 uh, starters. Um, I'm sure there will be. Listen, whether it's a backlash or whether it's the fact that the 15 lads who are starting the game uh, on Wednesday will have seen that actually there are no bad teams in New Zealand. There are very few poor players in New Zealand. If you don't bring your A game to any game, you're going to be in a world of trouble. Um, The Lions got out of jail um, at the weekend with a very tidy finish from Anthony Watson, wasn't it, to to get that try in uh, just before the hour mark, and that kind of got them home. But... You know, against a team like the Blues and against any one of the the five Super Rugby teams that they're now going to face in consecutive matches, um, they've really got to get it right. And the, the difficulty is, is that possible? Are we expecting too much? They're in New Zealand. It's the home of the world champions, uh, double world champions. Their provincial teams are absolutely tearing it up in Super Rugby. Is it really? Is it really realistic for us to expect the Lions to come down here? I mean, what do you think about that? I think it's 
just the hardest test there is in rugby, but everyone knew that. Listen, they've not been helped by the schedule. I mean, no. know, it is pretty ridiculous. It's arriving on a Wednesday and then to play on a Saturday, but it is what it is. Yeah. And they are here now. They've had, hopefully, all the jet lag will be out of the system. And it's a chance, I guess, with the first 15 or first players who didn't really produce what they'd been hoping for. It's a real opportunity you know, for the second batch, isn't it? You know? And it's interesting, they've gone for some combinations there. Now, obviously, you wrote down Bigger and Reese Webb. I know yeah. we see a lot of them with the Ospreys. And um, a few kind of in the centre as well, I think. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, they've got um, they've got Jerry Payne. They've named him in the centre. He was he was due to be involved at the weekend and wasn't. Mm. Um, I, I saw him with some pretty heavy strapping on himself yesterday. So He and Henshaw know each other yeah, well. they know each other yeah. well. So, you know, let's hope he's fit. I mean... That what they have to do first and foremost, which they didn't do at the weekend, is they've got to get to take control of the, the collision areas, the breakdown. They, you know, at the moment, at the weekend, they couldn't slow down the opposition ball. Um, that provincial barbarians backline ran havoc, didn't it, for the first half an hour? And he thought, my goodness, this really could turn quite ugly. Um, they need to get a control of the game, and I think um, Sam Warburton was making that point quite forcibly afterwards, and he did again to us yesterday that, you know, when you're on these tours, you've got to get the basics right because New Zealand teams, above all else, get the basics right. People talk about the magic of All Black play. Actually, there is no magic. They pass, they catch, they pass, they catch. They do it under pressure, and then they strike. There's no magic to that. It's just they've ground out practice. They've absolutely grooved it, and and that's what the the teams have got to do. You know, the, the Welsh yeah. boys coming out of the Pro 12 and the English in the Premiership. You know, this is a major step up. We all know that. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think what we've learned from that first game was how motivated all the opposition are going to be today. I was at the Blues naming uh, team announcement today. Yeah. One by one, the Blues players came up to the stage, and this is a big deal for yeah. them. You know, once every 12 years, the yeah. Lions come. Every time the Lions come out in the field, they're going to come up against really pumped-up opposition. And this time, it's pumped-up quality opposition as well. You, you sat there, and the Sonny Bill Williams was there, and uh, he's obviously had a little bit of a knock on the knee, but the expectation is he'll play. Mm. Uh, it's They're not the strongest um, Super Rugby team in New Zealand. No, they're not. They? No, they're not. But um, it's going to be a, f a big, big crowd. Probably the biggest crowd they've ever played in front of the Blues at Eden Park. But, but listen, Simon, Alan Wynne Jones made the point at the weekend. Yes, they're pumped up. Yes, it's their chance of a lifetime. But this is the Lions. Mm. You know, this is the British and Irish Lions. For these players, they'll never come to New Zealand as a Lion again. No. They've never been before and they'll never come again. So this is their chance of a lifetime. And I think you need to flip that psychology on its head. You need to get, tell these players, that actually forget about the Six Nations and the Autumn Internationals and everything else. This is the chance that you'll be talking to your grandkids about. This is the British and Irish Lions. We've got to get it right. And 11 of the starters have never played for the Lions yeah. as well, so it's going to be a new experience. Ken Owens, captain, which is a, a big honour for him. Mm. There was obviously an ankle concern with him, but he's managed to overcome that. You know, it's a reward for his excellence over, over the last year. What, well. what was your sense with him before? I mean, we, we wondered just before the tour whether he was going to have to pull out and maybe Dylan Hartley would come through. How, was it touch and go? Yeah, I, I th the, the view from the Scarlet's camp very early on, on was that he was going to be OK. You always worry with anything, with the ligaments or... The ankle ligaments or anything, kind of but it, it sounded like it was a lower level mm. issue, lower level tear, if you like. Um, so the, the expectation was, was he would be there, but there was talk of him probably not being available until the third. So, in a way, he's, he's come a little ahead of schedule and uh, he, he'll be out because that hook in Perth is up for grabs on this tour, isn't it? You know? Yeah, it, it certainly is. And, and the other position which, which interests me a lot is number eight, you know, Billy Vernapola missed the tour, we all know about that. Uh, Tolupi Falatel had a terrific game at the weekend, he really did put a marker yeah. down. Yeah. Uh, and he really said, pick me, I'm the, I'm the man. Now, this is the chance for CJ Stander. 
um, on Wednesday. He's a guy who had a, a terrific autumn, a terrific Six Nations. The All Blacks know all about him from Chicago. But towards the end of the season, he had a bit of an ankle problem. He wasn't getting the, he wasn't pushing off it very well, and he struggled towards the end of the season. And people started to wonder whether actually he's going to be able, he's going to be able to make it as a Test player or whatever. This is his chance, you know. These players aren't going to get more than two chances to state their claim. I would say. You're absolutely right. Halfpenny and fullback is an interesting one. People wondered whether Liam Williams would be involved. Yeah. He's come, you know, straight out of this of the. Uh, Top 14 system didn't play in the final for too long, and then missed a couple of kicks. Yeah. <laughs> ironically, Absolutely. so he's coming in quite quickly, isn't it? And that's another position fullback. And just need to talk about Standard. I think a lot of people saw him as a potential six in the Test team, didn't he? But with Vunapola losing his place through his injury, he seems to be viewed more as an eight battler with Falatau. Although they could come up with the two of them together. At some yeah, stage. well, they could. I mean, Vunapola pulled out, and they brought James Haskell in, who's not an eight; he's a six. Play, so yeah. it wasn't. They weren't picking apples for apples there, were they? So. That's going to be interesting. Um, we look at the three players who haven't had a game at all yet. I think George North, Jonathan Davis, Connor Murray. Mm. They're obviously being saved for the Crusaders. All played in the Pro 12 final. All um, played in the Pro 12. So they've, they've played very recently. Oh, it's interesting, isn't it? Listen, Gatlin said, isn't it? Everybody will get a game in the first three yeah. games. You've got to put your hand up very quickly, as you said, because yeah. there's not much time, and it, every challenge now is a serious, serious challenge. But it's just great to be out here, really. I think. Yeah, well, it is great to be out here, but you know, these guys have got to have got to take their opportunity I remember 2005 when we were out here when it frankly wasn't great to be out here because it was a pretty miserable tour and I don't think the Lions I think I'm right in saying the Lions didn't play together once before the first test now the Lions have got to keep their nerve at the moment they might take two or three losses before we get to the test series they've got to stay focused Gatland has got to keep the bigger picture in mind he needs a test team he needs because if they lose five provincial games and win one test or two people will remember them for that he's got to keep his nerve I think that would be my message to them at this point and let's hope when we speak in a week's time we're talking about a couple of in, uh, another victories against the Blues and then on the weekend as well let's hope so cheers guys so that's what Alex and Simon thought of it we'll be hearing plenty more from those guys because they are our guys on the ground throughout the tour but let's look ahead now to Wednesday's game against the Blues this is the Lions real their first real test now it's a completely new 15 to the team that started against the New Zealand Provincial Barbarians. It was always going to be this way. Uh, the, the Blues are supposedly the weaker of the New Zealand Super Rugby sides, the bottom of the conference, but that's not to say that they don't pose a number of threats. In his very first game for the Lions, let alone his first start, Wales hooker Ken Owens will captain the side, and here's what he had to say looking forward to his Lions debut. Becoming a British Irish Lion is a... The ultimate in, in Northern Hemisphere rugby as a as a player, but uh, to lead out the side is, is a massive honour, and you know to get that opportunity within the first couple of games, it's, um, I'm just relishing the challenge and the experience of it all. Unbelievable! When Gats asked me last night, it was a, a bit of a shock and but a huge honour, and one didn't take me too long to answer, and uh, yeah, just a massive honour for myself and. And a challenge that I'm relishing on Wednesday night, uh, leading the boys out and um, hopefully putting a, a massive performance in uh, that the Lions shirt deserves. You know, there's some aspects like Warren said of, of the game on uh, Saturday night that we need to work on and improve. Uh, but there was a lot of positives that we took from the game and, and some things we we looked to in, implement uh, that that were there and, and there for us to see. So uh, we know we're going to have to create the momentum game on game and improve leading into the Test match. So it's it's. Uh, 15 new guys starting with a, an opportunity to put our hands up, 
prepared to to obviously raise the standards week on week and game on game because that's what we're going to need to do uh, to beat the All Blacks in three or four weeks' time. So that's what Ken Owens makes of it. He's obviously very excited to be captain in the Lions in his very first appearance for the tourists. Massive honour for himself. But looking at this in a purely playing context, this is a big opportunity for Ken Owens because Rory Best didn't have the greatest of games against the Provincial Barbarian side. He's not alone in that, but this is a real chance now for Ken Owens to say to Warren Gatland, this is my marker, this is how I'm going to perform for you over the next few weeks. And he could put himself in pole position for that test series. On the Irish note, let's bring in Michael Scully from the Irish Mirror now, just to find out how things are being viewed over there. Here's a chat I had with Michael earlier on. So, Michael, thanks for joining us on the Tap and Go podcast. Um, let's just start looking back then at, at the performance against the Provincial Barbarians. What was your overriding uh, view on that game after uh, Saturday morning? Yeah, I was kind of sorry I got up in the end to watch it, Matt. It was pretty <laughs> tough view, wasn't it? It was, uh, it was pretty nasty stuff. Um, it was kind of it was it was the start we maybe half expected after such a such a truncate, truncated preparation and coming over on on the wind, just getting into into New Zealand on the Wednesday. Uh, so you can kind of definitely make some excuses, but for a lot of those guys, this is a big chance to put their hands up. And God, they didn't take it. Quite a few of them didn't take it, so there'll be quite a few concerned players, I'd say, as, long as, as well as concerned supporters have dished out a lot of money to be there to see some quality rugby. Mm. What One of those players, um, perhaps, is, is Johnny Sexton. Um, didn't have the greatest of games um, by his standards. F- yeah. Farrell came on and made an impact as well. And I think it's yeah. important to note this. Sexton wasn't in particularly inspired form heading into this tour, but that, that wasn't the, the start he was looking for. No, I think of all the of all the players we were looking at from here, certainly he was the main one. And you're right, his form had been pretty poor. He hadn't had, he actually hadn't played too much since the Six Nations. And what he did do certainly didn't light up any anything for Leinster. You know, it was very very poor in the the uh, Pro 12 semi final. And there was a lot of worries after that that he wouldn't hit the ground running the way he had to with Owen Farrell breathing down his neck and. Uh, it didn't happen for him at all. He had that that missed penalty that kind of probably threw him a bit. You know, he is a bit of a confidence player, Johnny, and uh, that was definitely kickable that he only missed in the first half. He also had a kick out on the full in that first half, and you know, he took another he took another hard belt. He, he, in fairness to him, he doesn't shirk the, the physical stuff, but mm. sometimes you wish he, he kind of leave that alone to an extent and let others get involved because nearly every game now you see him going down and there's, there's a consultation with the medics whether he should stay on or go off and it's, it's always a worry you know but he was off after 48 minutes and it was only then that really the lines got going and with Owen Farrell setting up the winning try and mm. um, it certainly it certainly looks like he's on the back foot despite what Warren, Warren, Warren tried to defend him afterwards alright which was fine but he'll know himself that it wasn't good enough and I see Rob Howley said he, he, he had spoken to Johnny afterwards and, and Johnny admitted he, he has been inconsistent so uh, inconsistency is not what's required over there and um, neither number 10 is firing and right now he's not So yeah, perhaps something that's playing into his um, into his hands is that the coaches will know him from four years ago but chances on these tours are few and far between um, how important do you think it is now that he puts this behind him um, and just purely focuses on his next role because, as I mentioned, there there are a few other fly halves who probably think they should be starting in the tests anyway. I think, in fairness to the guy, one thing about him is 
he, he does have a serious competitive streak, probably probably on a par with Owen actually. Um, very determined character, and, and in fairness to him, if he does have a bad performance, he always bounces back. And um, he's on the bench now for for the next game against the Blues. Um, I think I think we'll see him ease his way in now, and, and there's no doubt he's going to get more chances. I think you're right. That experience of being on a winning Lions tour will, will definitely stand to him. I think Warren, you know, if he is playing to the best of his ability, Warren will take him, and I think he'll give him time to get up to that, to get up to speed. Mm. So, I mean, it's not an absolute disaster for the guy, but it definitely puts more pressure on him when when uh, what he needed was a good start. Mm. Um, what have you made of uh, Warren Gatlin's behaviour in the press since? Um that game against the Barbarians side. He's been a little bit spiky. There's a little sense there that things are just getting under his skin a little bit, particularly the, the old Warren Ball question when it popped up. Um, do you think yeah. he's playing a, a dangerous game with the New Zealand media if he starts to sort of not misbehave, but he's being a little bit uh, short in a few of his answers? I honestly think that no matter what he says, it'll be bounced upon and used uh, to whatever means that they wish to use it. And... I, from my own personal experience of dealing with him from an Irish point of view, um, he's always been a bit spiky and a little bit uh, questioning of the questioners. Um, so it's nothing really new. I'm not really surprised. Um, he might be feeling a little, little bit of the pressure, but he, oh God, he's been around the block so much. Um, you know, I, I, uh, he's definitely the man to, to, to lead them into that kind of environment. Mm. Um, and you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really think it's an issue at all. I think. He know he knows what he's facing into and, and what's coming over the next few weeks. And as I said, you know whether the Lions are winning every match in style or or losing games, they're still going to get a, a negative reaction. Um, it's still going to be all about New Zealand and, and the first test on the twenty fourth. Mm. Oh, let's just look forward then to that Blues game. The the common theme to this team selection seems to be um, picking combinations that are familiar with each other. You've got. Uh, the English guys on the wings, you've got the Welsh guys at half-packs, you've got the English locks, and obviously you've got the Irish centres as well, um, Robbie Henshaw and Jared Payne in there. Just talk about what we can expect to see from those guys, how well do they know each other and how do they complement each other? Yeah, I think I think it was a blessing in disguise, actually, in the way that Jared Payne had to pull out uh, off the bench for, for the first game with a calf strain. I think this gives him uh, much better chance to shine. Um, played alongside Robbie. The two of them have been playing together for guts of four years now. Um, Jared has, is a wily character there in the centre. He's a very good fullback actually, and, and in Ireland there's been a big clamour for him to play from fullback, where where his more attacking side comes out. Whereas he plays at number twelve uh, or number thirteen, sorry, and and it's more defensive. Mm. Um, he's kind of been there to to uh, marshal Robbie, and, and he hasn't done from the start. And Robbie has shown really beside him um, and when he wasn't playing he, uh, he missed the Scotland match at the start of the Six Nations actually he missed all the Six Nations games apart from the England game with a serious kidney injury and when he wasn't playing Ireland's uh, central defensive area was, was showing up badly you know so he's seriously uh, about organisation about physicality and that's exactly the kind of player Warren wants um, I think the problem for Robbie is that Ben Teo went so well uh, in the first game and that was another so many of the Irish players didn't go well but then guys who were in their positions as well played so well like yeah. you've got um, Toby Faletau at number 8 as well with CJ Sandstander would be eyeing that up with Billy mm. Burnham and Paul Lott not on the door you know so 
for Robbie, Robbie really needs a big, a big, uh, a big statement. I think uh, on Wednesday morning because Ben Teo certainly showed up uh, last Saturday. Yeah, I mean, obviously Rob, Robbie Henshaw's going up against Sonny Bill Williams there. Um, if he can get the better of that battle, then it's going to really see his stock rise. Um, a few suggestions in New Zealand that Sonny Bill is a little bit uh, susceptible defensively. Obviously, he hasn't played too many games because he's been injured. And there's obviously the, he's been playing a lot of sevens over the last few years. Um, but we all know about his offloading game. He's dangerous. But if Henshaw can come out on top in that one, then it, it'll be a massive tick next to his name. Yeah, I think I think Robbie does get is a little bit underestimated sometimes. You know, um, a lot of the time he's kind of used um, kind of crash ball first receiver by Joe Smith, and there's a, there is a lot more to his game actually. Yeah, he does have a serious rugby brain. Mm. Um, he's a very good defender as well. He, he's kind of, he, in fairness to the guy, he's got the whole package, and he's still very young. So um, the, uh, the pressure's on, but I, he certainly has the mentality to deal with it, and uh, be really interested to see the two of them go up against each other. You're, you're right. Yeah, and and you mentioned as well the the, the CJ Stander element. Um, obviously, Falatau, one of the few standout performers from that first game, he's really laid down a marker, and and it's up to Stander now to respond. I thought Toby Falatau was immense on Saturday, and like he's definitely in the in pole position now. You'd have to say CJ has been brilliant over the last couple of seasons. He took a bit of an injury there a few months ago, and he hasn't exactly been the same player. Um, he's all about carrying, making impacts, making tackles, and he's he's led the way in the in the numbers game uh, in Six Nations for the last two seasons. He's been playing for Ireland, um, but yeah, he needs momentum very quickly. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he gets it now on Wednesday. Again, you, you just wonder, you know, do the guys need a, a couple of games under their belts and and. If so, if, if Warren understands that, um, but certainly Toby doesn't, he, he was yeah. straight out of the blocks and uh, in fairness, the, the one real positive from, from what we saw, you know, so far. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's it's all there for CJ to do. Um, whether he's up to now, obviously, we'll see, on, we'll see tomorrow morning. Mm. All right, just before I let you go then, um, we've got a completely new 15 to start tomorrow morning but how do you see this one going um, the Blues obviously supposedly the weakest of the super rugby teams in New Zealand but just looking at their record this season it, that doesn't really mean that they're a particularly bad side yeah yeah absolutely um, yeah they're they're, well, yeah, they seem to be a little bit derided in New Zealand and yet they're, they're kind of miles ahead of nearly everybody else in super, in super rugby mm. um, so they still have plenty of All Blacks on board. Um, I just say they've Sonny Bill Williams as well. Um, yeah, they're going to be a big test. I think most sides are on next Saturday and and the, uh, the Crusaders game. But um, certainly, if, you know, if the Lions lose this, there's going to be a huge amount of pressure on because I think I see Saturday as the one where they they, they could realistically lose um, lose two in a row so early in the tour it really really ratchets up the, the pressure so it, it is a bit of a must win and I think Warren will, will recognise that I think he's right to put in a, a new 15 in fairness he promised that 41 would, would all get to play um, it's the right thing to do at this early stage at, at the end of the day if it all goes right at the end of the month and, and early in July we'll have forgotten about what happens now so mm. um, interesting is that I think with, with the extra day's preparation and the jet lag hopefully just about gone we'll, we'll see a, a, a different team in red alright brilliant as always Michael it's been a pleasure to talk to you and uh, I'll catch up with you later in the tour thanks Mark see you 
Okay, so that's all we've got time for now, and attentions will turn to the Blues game that kicks off on Wednesday at 8.35am our time. Are the Lions going to push on and really put down another marker after getting a win and nothing more over the New Zealand Provincial Barbarians last Saturday? Or is it going to be a long morning for us in the UK and a long evening for the Lions down in New Zealand? We'll soon find out. Thanks to Alex, Simon and Michael for giving us their views, and thanks to you guys at home for listening.